You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging, but it's the 21st century. Financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It's for you and me, busy moms and dads living their best life. The big question is this, how do we create time, avoid making painful mistakes, set examples for our children and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? This podcast will give you the answers. Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best guest experts. It is now the time you start living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shogunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Parent Podcast. bosses welcome back to another exciting episode of the money boss parent podcast today we have a dynamic duo husband and wife audra and matt Karams, joining us audra armed with a bachelor's degree in child life and her husband matt with over 25 years experience in finance world have a remarkable journey in creating a powerful character and leadership development curriculum for children age three to nine. Over the last 20 years, they've not only raised their own four children, but they have also managed multiple businesses. In this episode, we'll dive into their expertise, exploring how their financial acumen and passion for building standout leaders intersects. From their experience of running a martial arts school to finding a nonprofit focused on helping children Andre and Matt have truly made a significant impact in creating a lasting legacy any parent can follow. As we unravel their insights on raising kids to be standout leaders, how these skills can be learned by any child and facilitated by any parent, and how it aligns with your journey as a money boss parent. So without further ado, let's get started. Audra and Matt, welcome to the show. I am so excited for today's conversation. And I know right before we started officially recording, we were chatting a little bit and discussing how how we as parents understand that it is important for us to teach our kids to be great leaders. But at the same time, we want want them to be smart money leaders, want to be confident. We want them to grow up caring and respectful adults. So let's kick off this conversation and maybe you can share a little bit, a little bit about how did you guys end up at this point and talking about this topic? Yeah, well, actually, we um, used to have a martial arts school back in Ohio and uh, we taught thousands of families came through and we worked with them. And so it's been over 25 years that we've worked with families. And when they would come to the martial arts school, um, it was really, you know, we discovered they weren't coming to learn about kicking and punching. They were coming to learn about building self-confidence in their children and creating leaders out of their children. And um, as they would come in and we would participate and our whole family went. And when I say our whole family, my husband, myself and our four children. And so they were there with us every day. And and parents, ironically, would come in and say, I want my kids to be like your kids. And I'd be, you know, it was a gracious compliment. And I'm like, oh, thank you. That's so very nice. Um, And then what we came to learn is it was literal. They really... They uh, had a lot of respect for how our children carried themselves and and the manners that they exhibited and their behavior and the kind of what we would say is a black belt behavior. So they were, you know, um, just great kids. And so we said, absolutely. And so we created this curriculum with inside the martial arts school and it's separate of anything we do in the martial arts school when we had it. It was really about uh, conversations you would have at home. It would, it would be about, expectations that were at home to kind of help raise these kids up because as busy parents and running several businesses at the same time, as well as raising four children, you got a lot on your plate. So we said, you know, it has to be really a program that can help lift these kids up to be all they can be, right? Reach your greatest potential, stand out leaders, as well as be easy to implement. And so that was our focus. 
Sure. I love it. I, I had no idea that you guys had a martial school, uh, martial arts school. And it turns out that uh, my son started last year as well. My five, my now five-year-old. So oh, I was like, oh my gosh, I was trying to figure out looking at your website online. I'm like, why is the black belt? I'm like, there's gotta be some connection. There's connection, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's exactly right. We say it's all, all the leadership skills you want in martial arts with no kicking and no punching. And you do it from the comfort of your home. So oh, I, yeah. lo I love it already. And I know my son <laughs> will too as well, because he's got, he's getting that, you know, the, the whole kicking and, and all of that. Yes. Down. <laughs> and that's tremendous. Our family martial arts school was in business, started with my father 45 years ago. So mm. we've had the good fortune of teaching many, many children for a long period of time. And that allows you to tweak and twist and get a fully developed program, you know, that really yeah. works for most kids, you know, um, and I'd like to answer your question as well as kind of how did we intersect here? Yeah. Um, my day job, so to speak, for all the years would be similar as a financial planner. And so we worked with uh, many wealthy clients. Uh, our practice specialized in physicians. And I was also a partner in a corporate RIA, where we managed a lot of money. I was a series seven in the past. I'm no longer. Um, and so um, when we did all of those things, that was in an effort for us to be financially stable for our children, you know, mm -hmm. and really where we've developed now I'm 57. So what's really came around now is I'm starting to look at the life a little differently than when our children were young. Our, we, uh, all four of our children were under the age of five. Okay. Oh, so they, <laughs> they came quick. And, yeah. and so, you know, um, but now that I'm 57 years old, I'm looking at the world differently. Okay. And so what's really transformed, let's say my thought process and our thought process is our legacy, right? And so as parents, we believe that developing our children into standout leaders uh, is the single most important legacy we can leave behind. Mm -hmm. And it's more important than a stock or a home or an exotic car. Uh, to me, I look at that at the, at the end of my life, those objects are going to be meaningless. I can't take them with me, right? Yes, I can will them in an estate to, to my children, um, but that's not the best part. You know, we feel our true measure of success are our children and our grandchildren, right? And so I wanted our children, my children, ours to be uh, happy, right? I wanted them to be well-adjusted. I want them to be kind, right? I want them to help other people. And so unless you teach those things, they don't learn them. Unless it's osmosis, right? You have to consciously uh, develop and de uh, deliver those skills or they don't happen. And so that's how the intersection has happened is that we want the children to be the legacy over assets. And so- Yeah, and I think it- likens a lot to what you're currently doing is, um, you know, we have to, we have to teach the children how to be financially responsible, right? Because yes. I'm sure we've all known people who, and I use this term loosely, are a train wreck in their finances. And, and if the children don't, if they model that, which is what they tend to do is model our behavior. Um, and it, and we're not intentional about delivering good information and helping them be successful financially or in life, um, then then they can kind of go down the same path. And so a lot of times we have to be really deliberate about saying, I want mm -hmm. to help them learn differently than what I did, or, hey, I've got good skills. I want them to transfer to them. And so I think it's about having, knowing that you want to do that and, and being intentional. Yes, I agree. And I, I, I love that we found this parallels in, in both areas. And I'm sure there's many more like parenthood in itself yes. It's such a journey and you guys being so, so, so much further ahead than me and a lot of the listeners, right, that I have on the show. But that's just exciting because there's lots to learn. So, so yeah, so let's dive in a little bit more on this, this topic of leadership skills. And because I want to, like, I want to build up this connection. I definitely am sold on an idea that, um, I, I don't know if it's for every family. I know it is for my family that martial arts school is the first stepping stone. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I understand that, like I, I didn't at the beginning, but my husband was the one that, you know, he's, he's done that as a young kid. And so uh -huh. it was, it was something that he had already known. So, yes. um, 
So, and I'm getting to understand more and more of it. And I see what, ha- you know, what just happened to, you know, a four and a half year old over the last six months. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wonderful. Congratulations. Yeah. And there, you know, um, <laughs> if I can interject, there's a lot of misconception. I did not grow up in the martial arts until after, you know, we got married and, um, and I had no idea. I didn't have a negative connotation nor a positive. I just knew it existed. And so many um, parents would come to us and they, they were cautious. They were like, I don't know what I'm getting myself into, but the way we presented our program to people was it's, it's not about fighting. It's never about that. If you're at a good school, it's about Mm -hmm. raising them to be anybody who attends to be more successful. And by the way, we designed our curriculum 90 to 95% of our student um, roster were all, it were just children you know? And so, and, and it used to be back when his dad started, it was mostly adults. And, you know, we want our children's self-confidence so high that they have the confidence to walk away, right? Not interact (laughs) in a conflict, but if they have to defend themselves, they can, right? So that, that is the important part of the martial arts, right? We want our children to learn discipline. We want them to be respectful of property and people, right? And so those things are modeled hopefully in the school, not only by the instructors, but by other children that are present. And so that positive interaction is so highly beneficial uh, for their character and leadership development. And what's been so fun for us, um, just one last thing, (laughs) we we just, we're very passionate about it. What's so fun for us is that we have designed it so that if you are comfortable or don't have the option to go to a martial arts school, um, and not all schools teach what we, we teach, they a lot don't. of them try to, and, and it, it just falls a little short over time, and a lot of them are really great. But the fact that you can you can do get all the benefits and in, in you're in your at home, and you being the first teacher as the, the parent of your child can help instill and help and, and grow these. And we do it in such a fun Mm-hmm. animated way that we have, you know, a whole program, but it's super Well, and neat. to give you a little history, when we had the martial arts school, we actually went to all the students and said, we need four characters. What mm-hmm. do you want them to be? And we had the students help them pick out. And so we have an alligator in our videos that actually help and teach when, and he's supposed to be the, let's say sensei, or he's the master, right? You know, and then there's a toucan, there's a hyena. And the one that's sometimes the most fun is the cranky cockroach. Okay. Mm. A lot of, it resonates with some children because he's the one doing things he's not supposed to do. Right. You yes. know, he's the nemesis. And so, you know, it's fun. And then when we went to name the characters, we also had the children vote on the names. So they also helped us name them. And so that's why we call it Black Belt Bruce or Henrietta or, you know, so it it was a lot of fun at the school to pick the characters and to name them and those kind of things. So um, So as as your pro and we'll get into the program, too, but as as it is today, it is something it's a it's a it's available to families across across the world, I should say, right? yes. Anywhere. Uh, yes. You don't have to be in the Marshall School in order no. to learn those skills for sure. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Yes. So let's yeah. let's talk a little bit about so like what are the traits of someone who has great leadership skills or what what should parents be thinking about? Um, you know, I yeah, so there's a lot. We we want to help the children um learn, you know, how to focus, have discipline have respect for things and people, right? Um, we help them discover how important and how amazing it feels to give, to open the door for someone else, right? Um, and when and when you have the opportunity to help someone, um, you know, at school or something, you know, we, w- we want to have those interactions and help them thrive through zo- those opportunities because they're around us all the time. We just have to be looking for them, right? And so as they have to have self-confidence and as we uh, foster these skills that we work with them on, then it's building that self-confidence. And so the leader is the one who doesn't stand in front of the room and, and says, here I am, notice me, Right. It's that kind of, what do they call them? Quiet leaders, right? Um, They can stand out when they need to and they can rise above and be strong, um, but they're not the center of attention. And that's not what we're we're fostering. We're trying to really foster characteristics um, that that we all hope on manners and behavior. Yeah, so we have um, three secrets that we'd Mm -hmm. like to share with your parent listeners that we've now identified to create a duplicatable leader in their children. And so we'd want to share those. Do you want to start with 
Yeah, our secret yeah, number one. Yeah, our secret number one, and it's it's a seat. We call it a secret. It's not really a big secret, but it's a. Uh, it's like something that we want our parents to be cognizant of. And the, the one we think is really important that my husband didn't specifically know because my background is in working with children um, is there's a limited learning window for our kids, right? Mm -hmm. And I think I heard you reference this when you were talking about your son, which I believe his name is Liam, right? Liam, yes. Yeah, yeah. and um, he's like a sponge. I remember you sharing. <laughs> yes. And, and his age at five, that's what they do. And it's, you know, between those zero and 10 months, we know these kids are just sucking in. I mean, there there's synaptic connections happening in their brain. And then, you know, we can just like overnight see changes in our children, right? Mm -hmm. And then when they hit that, like they go from 10 months to about seven years and, and up to maybe nine, there is growth happening that that's where that sponge is, right? And when we're putting mm -hmm. in good stuff, because you put in good, you're going to get good out. You put in the negative, you're going to get negative out. And when we're fostering that and helping them be more positive and teaching them these skills and helping them develop habits that are positive, um, it's incredible the impact because they start pulling it in, they start absorbing it, and um, it helps elevate them to that next level where they need to be. So one of the good ways, I mm -hmm. guess, for parents to understand this limited learning window, one good example is, let's say we want the children to learn a foreign language. Mm -hmm. We, my son is, my one son, my third son is 25, okay? He wanted to learn Spanish. And so I said, hey, why don't we work on it together? You're probably not surprised, six months later, his <laughs> development is head and shoulders above mine. Right? Oh, of course, I'm not. <laughs> yes, okay. I mean, his he he's understood the sentence structure so much better, masculine versus feminine, all these things that I'm struggling with, he picked right yeah. up. Would you know, my nephew, that's eight years old, said, can I join in? And we're like, sure, we'll do it together, you know? Would you be, my eight-year-old nephew now is almost, you'd feel like fluent, right? Wow. He's above yeah. my 25-year-old, right? Totally. <laughs> so we know, <laughs> excuse me, I apologize for coughing, but uh, we know if we want these babies to learn, these children to learn a foreign mm -hmm. language, you want them to learn it as young as possible so they have no accent. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's important to keep fostering that um, and helping them. To, and then there's a study that was done and, and this was new to us too, but that habits Brown university did a study of 50,000 American families. And mm -hmm. um, they said, you know, we want to understand when habits happen for kids. And they said, after all this study, they found that if you haven't instilled positive habits and or bad, I guess, <laughs> but we look at it as positive. If you don't instill the positive habits before the age of nine, mm. the likelihood of them garnishing and, and, and finding positive habits in the future are so much harder for them to uh, accomplish and acquire. Does that make sense? It does, totally. So I just wanted to confirm. So this window when the sponges are the most effective right is like until eight or the birth till nine right or maybe yes. a little bit yep. like yeah 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 it definitely okay. is you're stopping it at nine that is the window as far as it can be pushed to help with just the spongibility as well mm -hmm. as the um the ability to to foster good habits and building uh positive habits from a technical mm -hmm. side uh between that age of three and nine 95 percent of that child's brain develops and it's the highest consumption time of energy. And it's mm -hmm. the best time when they grow neuro, new neuropathways to accomplish those skills. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that limited learning window is real. It's real. And I just don't, I, you know, when we are parents, we're busy in life, right? And we're like, mm -hmm. oh, look how they learn. But I think it's, we want to share that because, wow. Like, uh, you, you know, you need to know it because people, if you don't have the background with children, you're like, oh, yeah, they'll oh, yeah. have time. I have time and we know time is not elastic, right? And we kind of have to control it. It doesn't, it doesn't care what we do. I mean, we have to, to make that decision and yes, building those habits. And, and I think, um, I think it's also positive and anybody who has some dis discipline of like, you know, when you show up in the office in the morning, early on time, you get results, right? Mm -hmm. um, and when you do things that um, you make more phone calls, you're going to get results. Um, and so it's about understanding the results you need to make. Let's start them with these kids now. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yes. No, I st I, I've heard about the 
the I've had a guest on my podcast, but two years ago, I think, and she talked a little bit about um, how the, you know, how, how much brain development happens in kids until they're like age seven. So she will. Yes. And so I, I, I started to feel the pressure right then and there. <laughs> I was like, yes. oh my gosh. All right. But now what? Right. And so, right. Running That's... scared a little bit, like, okay, what do I do? Like, where, you know, there's a lot right. of things that you want to do and teach. So you're, yeah, so you're confirming that again for me for well, sure. That. Yeah, and that, that really, you know, the comment you just made leads us into our second thought is, um, you know, being intentional because now you felt the pressure. The heat's on mom a little bit. And sometimes moms <laughs> take on the responsibility because, you know, we, we know this is part of our role um, and the heat's on. So now we want to make sure that we're intentional. And that's the second secret we want to share is th the difference a lot of times between, and there's studies on this and, and Matt can add to that, um, is the difference between success and lack of success um, with children in their future to become responsible adults is the intentional effort that those parents put in all through mm -hmm. life, but especially in those critical years. So um, there's a gentleman, his name is Dr. James Comer, okay? He's been at Yale University for 45 years. Mm -hmm. He's the assistant dean of the medical school, and he runs the child development department there. And so as he started out in his career, he was trying to identify why were their children in school just as smart as him, had great parents just like him, mm -hmm. some succeeded, and some had considerable difficulty and went down a different path than he did. Mm -hmm. And in his early career, he couldn't identify what the difference was. What he later learned was his parents had an intentional development mindset with all of their, with all of the kids that were in mm -hmm. his household. So mm -hmm. even though the other kids that he knew that were great kids, great parents, their parents never worked on any intentional development of them. Yeah, they loved their kids. And, they loved know. them. They tried real hard, but they didn't turn mm -hmm. out well. And, and so he said, you know, they did, his parents in his particular case talked about they set clear boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. They knew if they didn't do something right, there were consequences for those. Um, and so, but really he, if you watch into his video that's on YouTube, it talks about the intentional effort and development makes all the difference in the world between success and failure. Mm -hmm. And so- that's so important because that's a topic that's not readily researched and parents need to be aware that it's them being the first teacher, most important teacher, and it's their development of their children's skills and that foundation that make the difference. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so that's really a huge secret to learn is mm -hmm. you can't leave it to chance and you can't leave it to teachers at school. You have to be diligent. These are our children. You have to take it by the horns yeah. and make sure they get it or they won't have it. Which is why um, a lot of folks sought us out with their children um, because they they knew that we had the experience. Mm -hmm. right? and, and that's part of the next thing we like to let people know is our third secret is, is an experience guide. Um, you know, you have this in front of you and like you said, okay, I got to get on my game. What am I supposed to do next? And a lot of times we don't know what to do next. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, there's so much value in, in finding someone who's been there, done that, um, mm -hmm. and, uh, learning from them because we often say, you know, um, smart people learn from their own mistakes, mm -hmm. really smart people learn from the mistakes of others. Well, mm -hmm. Yeah, we've been doing this for over 25 years and um, we've yeah tweaked and, and learned with our own children as well as, you know, different children who've been raised different ways and how to foster that growth opportunity. One great way to describe it is if you, yeah. let's say, set out a goal to climb Mount Everest. <laughs> some people have said it, you'd be a fool not to hire an experienced guide, right? <laughs> to make Mount Everest a guide a year before you, your climb will give you an exercise regime to follow. They'll give you diet guidelines to follow. They'll give you mental exercises. Workout routines. Even <laughs> with all of that preparation, you mm -hmm. still may or may not make it to the top, right? Mm -hmm. sure. So we, we, we know if we want to set a lofty goal for ourselves, you need an experienced guide to help you get there. Another great example is, Let's say, I don't know if you've ever looked into uh, having an Olympic gymnast as a child, right? 
I had a friend yeah. when oh, I was in college. You? Oh, and okay. <laughs> How young was he or she when she, they started? Do you remember? Yeah. You know? Oh my gosh. I think like age three. I don't know why. See? That's Space, yeah. To be an Olympian, you have to start between the age of three and four. Okay. Yes. That's the first criteria, right? Now, when I was a kid, there was a girl named Mary Lou Retton. Mm -hmm. Okay. She was an incredible gymnast. Okay. So, but if you look at how hard she worked out, how she trained, they limited her food. I mean, mm -hmm. the, the parents had moved. The second step that made her, let's say, accomplish the goals she had was mm -hmm. her coach. Mm -hmm. In my day, Bella Corolla, everyone knew him. He was from Russia mm -hmm. and he was mm -hmm. the one that made her who she was. Okay. So to be an Olympic gymnast as a child, not only do you have to have the dedication, the hard work, the ethics and, and do all of those things. If you don't have a good coach, you still won't make it, you know? And so we, if we want to help our children be, become leaders, we need to go and follow some people that have developed other children into leaders to be successful. When we were raising our children, there's many things I didn't, I knew the martial arts side, but I didn't know the child development side. My wife did, but I didn't, mm -hmm. right? So it took a long time to incorporate those together to make it a, a successful program, right? It doesn't happen overnight. Uh, any curriculum or anything that you do, if you want to do it well, it's it takes tested. a yeah. decade mm -hmm. or two to work mm -hmm. it out. And, that, and that's really been our goal. And that's what we've done to make it good is make sure that everybody is on that, uh, let's say success list. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, so if we could review those three uh, secrets, if you don't mind. Okay. So um, the first one is a limited learning window. Okay. And we have a great quote for that. Um, it says the first five years have so much to do with how the next 80 turns out. Okay. I love it. Guess who said that? Bill Gates. I was, okay. okay. I said, somehow I was thinking Warren Buffett, but that's my. Right, no, that's okay. what He's got good ones too, right? Right, right. <laughs> Our second secret. Now this quote, it says intentional development when raising your child can be the critical difference between success and difficulty in life. And that's by Dr. James Comer. Okay. About him. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah. our third one, being an experienced uh, yeah. guide is the one Audra already said. I kind of shared this. Yeah. Smart le people learn from their own mistakes. Really smart parents mm -hmm. and people learn from the mistakes of others. Right. And, and that was, was from who? Who did you say? I didn't. Warren Buffett. Yes. Oh, Warren Buffett. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> Warren Buffett. Yes, you that's right. It. Okay. That's yeah. why I was thinking about him. All right. Yes, because it was in your mind. You knew you said that. And, and, they, and yes. it, you know, it's it's funny when we've talked on some other podcasts with interviewers. Um, I said you might need to explain who Warren Buffett is <laughs> because everyone does it in not but in your yeah, in financial podcast, they'll know. Everybody knows <laughs> yeah. who Warren Buffett is and well, so possibly, but I would I would I would assume that people, you know, that aren't are just learning about finances or you know trying to figure this out may you know may want to look him up but he's yeah one yeah. of the most successful oh. investors out there yes. uh, hathaway yeah he's, he's the ceo and founder he's figured out a few things and now, so, his yeah. partner charlie munger just passed within passed, a month yes. or two ago you know but you know that yeah so um those to me we want to uh uh success leaves clues, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, we want to follow in those footsteps as best we can. And so that's the goal here is, number one, let's get the parents thinking, you know, what is my most important legacy? Mm -hmm. I is it going to be a stock, a bond, or a house? Or is it your child, mm -hmm. right? If you buy a home, you might replace the roof, right? You might put in a water heater. You might do whatever upkeep is needed to keep it in good condition. So when you want to use it, it's there for you, right? What are you doing for your child? How are you helping your child develop into a leader? We don't want to raise followers, right? Mm -hmm. What happens to followers, right? You, the biggest pain I have now as an as a adult male, so to speak, is when my children are in pain, they're out of my home and I can't help them. Mm. And it hurts it, it, in, a, in a bad way, right? And so mm -hmm. while these children are still under your roof, one of the things we always call these are teaching moments. 
It's okay. Let those children try. Let them fail, so to speak. Help them, teach them how to handle those setbacks while they're still under your roof. Show them that it's okay. There's a study. I, I We always want parents in our uh, school to uh, showcase children, ask for understanding, okay, and smile, okay? Mm -hmm. And if you don't mind, I want to give you a little example on each one, if that's okay. That'd be great. I had an eight-year-old boy. Now, understand, when my dad taught me martial arts, he came from the military. Mm -hmm. He was very stoic. He hollered a lot. As a student, I couldn't ask a question. I couldn't raise my hand. I It was no fun, okay? Oh. So I had an eight-year-old boy that came up to me and said, Mr. Karam, why don't you like me? And I said, Jacob, why would you say that? I mean, that hurts my heart. I mean, why would you say that? He says, you never smile at me. And I thought, oh, wow. I said, you know what, Jacob? You taught me a huge lesson today. I... As an instructor, I never smile, but because of what you just said, I'm going to start to smile. And I did. Mm -hmm. And the kids loved it. Okay. So sometimes my parents, my dad just expected me to do the right thing. I didn't get accolades for doing things well. I only got in trouble when I didn't do them well. Okay. <clears throat> so smile at your children. Okay. The second that I wanted to share was... When, when you ask for understanding, okay, and you showcase them. So what do I mean by ask for understanding? Okay. If, if we uh, had an employee and we said, we want you to go mow the grass, whatever the task might be, it's irrelevant. Okay. How do you describe that to an employer, an employee? First, you might have to come up with a detailed description of the job. Second, you might create a training video to show them how to do and what to do, right? Mm -hmm. Number three, they may mirror you doing it. Yes. Then you'll review their performance and then they're finally ready to do that task, correct? I see, right. so, I see so many parents today that say, uh, I want you to clean your room. That's not very descriptive. <laughs> it is not. They and then we know their definition of clean and ours are totally different, but we have to help get them where we want them to be, right? And it's a little mm -hmm. bit at a time. Mm -hmm. so. And so unless you share with them what you mean by clean your room, mm -hmm. what you want them to do, where you want them to put things, help show them, set the bar so they understand the proper expectation first, okay? Now, how do you handle when they don't meet that expectation is so critical. What we did was called showcase our children, okay? So I want to give you an example. So I had a young boy that was, he was in uh, seven years old and he was in class and he was not excited to be there, okay? You could tell mom made him come. So he was there, but that's about all I got out of him, okay? And when we would ask him to execute a kick, he would only kick waist high. Hmm. And he had a sour face and, you know, so what I did was, um, his, his, I'll just say his first name, his first name was Noah. I said, Noah, come up in the front of class. Everybody, I want you to see how good Noah is doing. Mm -hmm. And I only accented the positive, you know, he's bringing his knee up, he's chambering his leg and he's watching his opponent and his kick is going all the way out. And at the end, we always had a thing where we did clap, clap, you rock. Okay. Mm. And so I had the whole class do that. Well, you should have seen Noah. All of a sudden, his eyes perked up, his face started to smile. You could visibly see him lifting, raising up with that praise. Okay. Mm. In two weeks, Noah was the highest kicker in the class. Oh, my. <laughs> okay. He lived up to the expectation I gave him. Okay. Mm. So there's there's a couple, two ways to handle when someone's not doing what you want, okay? So if you ask them to clean their room and they didn't do it right, is it because you didn't show them? Is it because you didn't set the proper expectation, right? And if you did all those things and they still didn't do it, right? They might not be happy about doing it, just like we had with Noah. That's okay. They're children, yes. right? I'm not always excited about doing the things I need to do either, <laughs> but... 
if you can go in there and say, wow, Noah, look at how you, whatever, right? Picked up that toy, set that on the shelf. You made this look good. That showcasing raises everybody up. And there's a study that shows in two weeks, their level of performance will increase so much by the praise versus punishment. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's so important. And yeah. And I think it's important too, to add on, it's not hollow praise. It's not good job. Way to go. You really are specific about identifying what they were successful at. And this can, what's so amazing is for your listeners as well, is this can happen in the workplace um, (laughs) with, you know, the adults you work with um, because it's that I, you know, in our brains, we identify with what we, we hear and then we process that, right? And so with the children, because they want to hear and they want to they want to please us traditionally. Right. And so when you can say, you know, I love how you put the pillow right in the center of the bed. That's exactly where it goes. Okay, jing, check mark, right? Um, and so, and they love to hear the good things from mom and dad. And so it's just making sure that, yes, when you, when you do offer the praise and the support, it's not just good job, way to go. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you, we've been guilty of doing that as well when you're just in passing, Correct. but I've it's about making mistakes. that mental yes. shift and, um, you know, saying what you're really um, appreciating that they did. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. No, I, I love that. I love how you're explaining and giving these uh, these examples for sure, because when you mentioned, you know, the first two, two secrets, I was like, okay, I'm on board. But then you said experienced guy. And I'm like, oh gosh, now I got to go look for something. I mean, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I It's like, I just like, my brain was like, where do I go? Right. And so at times, right. And it could be in any part, part of our life. And maybe if you wanted to do a little bit better with your finances or you wanted to lose weight or whatever the, you know, we're, we're recording this in January, New Year's resolutions. Yeah. Right. right. So like this first step, but when you like, I'm assuming we're going to transition to the guide. So talk we a little are. about yeah. the guide so- and how that's, that could be used because I think um, I want to hear more. Sure. So um, we have, so what we've done is we've created a very simple system that goes one, one, one. Okay. And so uh, we can tell you the science behind it a little bit later, but basically we ask the parents to watch one video a week with their children. They can watch as many times as they want. Each video. It's so important because we want to meet the children where they're at. Number one. They like to learn through video. They watch TikTok, they watch all the whatever, Facebook, YouTube, all these things. And that's how our children want to learn today. And that's why it's important. Now, we we are very cognizant of there's very few parents who say, I want to put my kid in front of another screen, right? <laughs> yes. um, it's about, let's remove the screen time. Well, when Matt and I were designing this, um, it, it was all about being intentional in the fact that no video was going to be more than seven minutes. Right. Okay. So they're fun, they're animated, the characters are doing it, you know, it's colorful, um, it's light, but it's clear and concise. There's one message per one video per week. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so that's where they start. They watch the quick video. That's first. That's the next one. And the second step is they actually practice what they watched. So as mm-hmm. an example, the first video may say, say please and thank you for the week. Very simple, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but until the children practice it. I always equate it with earning a driver's license, okay? If you take a driver's license test, typically there's coursework in the classroom and then there's driving in the car. What Mm -hmm. if you never did the driving in the car part and they said, here's your license? Yeah, no, (laughs) that wouldn't work. (laughs) It wouldn't go very well the first time you went to drive by yourself, would it, right? Yes. So that's the same thing here. The next, the second one is we ask the children to say please and thank you in the presence of mom and dad when they're around for one week. Okay. It's anytime they can. Yeah. yeah. We're, in, we're in school districts that implement our curriculum and our program. And, and uh, yeah, so the teachers are like, yeah, all week we, we're hearing please and thank you. And so then individuals for families, um, yeah, mom, we want them saying please and thank you all week. So it's very organic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's happening through the day and we help with reminders, you know, when they, and I know our listeners can't see us, but um, you know, if, um, if, if someone holds the door for your child or you go to take the plate from your child, you know, at the kitchen table, and then you just kind of pause for a minute and then maybe put your hand to your ear to say, Oh, 
they're waiting for something. Mom wants to hear thank you or please, mm -hmm. right? And um, so that's what makes it so easy to incorporate in, in families' lives because it's just what we should be working on as parents when we work with our kids. And and our last one, so it's one, one, one. The last one is actually they earn a monthly reward, okay, which mm -hmm. is a wristband. And just like in martial arts, there's different belt colors. The wristbands have different belt colors as well, okay? Oh, so very cool. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So and, uh, yeah, it's it's fun and, and the kids enjoy it. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, no, we encourage when you have that, when the child completes four of their missions for the month, they earn in martial arts, nothing is given, everything is earned, okay? Mm -hmm. So they earn their wristband. We encourage you as a, as a family to invite any important stakeholders over in the child's life, grandma and grandpa, maybe a neighbor, somebody that, you know, these influential people and recognize that child's good behavior. Hey, did you see Johnny did this? Help Susie do her homework. Or, we, we celebrate, you know, it's, you it's about celebrate celebrating it. and, and have that. It's a small, tangible reward, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then the kids can wear them all the time. And that's what they do. They, you know, they wear them and then they start accumulating them. And, and it's hard work. I mean, they're doing yeah. a lot of things that they need to be doing. And we're not expecting perfection. No. Um, and no. that's the other thing, you know, as they go through the, the program, they learn. It's just many milestones. We're seeing, we want to see improvement. And just like when you teach someone finances, you know, it's not the first time they have to manage a checkbook, start doing investments and, you know, pay off all debt. I mean, right, you got, retirement account. Yeah, but, you got to do yeah. it in bite-sized chunks. And so that's a piece that we do. How long does the program take? Or is this is, the, is this is something that you can be doing forever and ever? The program um, that we've created is one year long, 12 months. Uh-huh, 12 months. The reason and being, what... yes, go ahead. Uh, finish, finish, finish your explanation. I just wanted so, to. Yes. yes the reason being, um, is because lasting change, it can't happen. Um, mm -hmm. if we're not consistent in what we're delivering. Right. And, um, and so it takes a little time, sometimes, you know, a week or two for, Oh, this is how we're doing this. And then now we've built, we're building momentum. So we can't have any change happen if it's not happening on a consistent basis. So for any, if you have any educators out there, okay. Our program fall, uh, follows what's called Bloom's Taxonomy, okay? The first level of Bloom's Taxonomy says we want to build the children's self-confidence, okay? So the first year of our curriculum does just that. All of, there's 12 different learning units. We do one different one every month, and that gives them the solid foundation to advance to higher skills, if that makes sense. So that's the value. I would sometimes talk with Marine dads. I'll give you an example. I just used the coin that in my head. And they'd say, I want my child to do this. And I'd say, okay, it's going to take 12 months. They'd be like, no, I want you to do it in three weeks and beat it into them. It doesn't work that way. They're children, right? They have to grow, develop, develop new pathways. And it takes them time, right? They're children. And it won't stick any other it way. Won't, yeah, and it won't. they won't take it the rest of their life. So that's why year one is, is that. Number two, it, it's talking about good decision-making. So that's what we teach them overall in the second year. And under Blooms, the third year is about independent, creative, and decision-making. So our, our curriculum covers three years total, uh, but we recommend everybody do a minimum of one year because mm -hmm. those transferable skills in that foundation set it up for everything. And yeah. so that's our goal. That is great. And, and in terms of time, because you mentioned uh, to watch a video, but in terms of time commitment on the weekly yes. basis, let's say. It, well, thank you for that question. It's the best part of all of it. And yeah. tell, right, mom, so, you talk to the other mom. Don't get like a true yeah. mom. Yeah. <laughs> mom to mom, let me tell you, that was the thing. So my husband is, I call him an over-the-topist. So he wants to pack all this stuff, dead, and I'm a minimalist by nature. And I said, oh my gosh, I don't have time for this. So for time crunch parents, which I know if, if everyone is out there is time crunch, right? It takes, it really takes 10 minutes a week. That's it. 10 minutes a week, you watch a short video, you have a discussion as you're driving in the car. Hey, what are we working on? What did Black Belt Bruce tell us we're working on this week? Oh, saying please and thank you. Oh, oh holding the door for someone. And so, mm -hmm. and then we're off for our day. And then there's a, a mission, we call it. So do you accept the mission for the week? <laughs> and, you know, Johnny says, yes. And so his mission for the week is to say please and thank you. And, and so everybody, you know, is aware of what the goal is. And so, yeah, it's 10 minutes a week. Um, and yeah, it's, thank you for asking yeah. that. We forgot and should have said that a while ago. It's, it's, a, big, <laughs> it's a big decision, right? Because it oh, is. 
Yeah. It is. And, and you can yes. do it from your home. You don't have to pack the kids up. You don't have to buy them dinner on the way to class. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to then bring them home and worry about bedtime. You can do this when you decide it works in your family household. Yeah. So uh, that's so important. I want to give you an example. We have um, a grandma that's in our program and her granddaughter's name is Alessia. And Alessia is five years old. <clears throat> and so grandma would go down once a week, pick up the kid, grandkids from school. She takes them to the park. She watches the video with them. She discusses mm -hmm. the mission. And it, it's great time, right, for grandma and grandpa. Yeah, and then as they're driving back to the house, she's, you know, asked, looking in the rearview mirror saying, hey, Alessia, you know, what did what are we supposed to be working on this week or whatever? And there you go, you know. Okay. So. Well, Alessia, the uh, her uh, kindergarten teacher, didn't have the age show up to class. So Alessia walked up to the teacher and said, uh, Mrs. Such and Such, because the aide isn't here, how can I help you? Wow. She said, that's what Black Belt Bruce would tell us to do. Yeah. Oh, her grandma was so excited. So when that, proud, yeah. Oh, so and she proud. wrote a note back to her saying, I've never had a child ever come up and ask me to, for, to how they could help me. Right. That's a, yes. It was yes. incredible. You know, that's, so that's yeah, that's the leadership we're hoping to um, instill in, in these kiddos for our future generations. I mean, our the way we're I'm not going to get doom and gloom, but um, there's a lot of changes happening in our world. And, um, you know, our our children that we are working with between these ages of three and nine, they're our future. Right. And um, and a lot is getting confusing. And and so we teach a lot of traditional values um, on, you know, how to be a stand up, stand out leader. Sure. I have another example for you, if you don't mind. <laughs> I love your examples, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. We have a mom that's in California uh, and, and her name is Kaylee, her first name. And her little daughter is Leah. And Leah is only three years old. OK. Um, and so. Leah, so we went through some of the curriculum with mom. Mom looked through a few of the things and then she contacted uh, Audra and said, I don't think Leah's ready. She's too young yeah. to understand these concepts. In my opinion, they're a little too advanced, now, right? Mind you, mom is a, a in the corporate world. She's high achieving. The dad is a, a, a doctor, you know, yeah. and so I'm pretty confident their three-year-old minimally has the intellect to, you know, can do whatever she needs her to do, but go ahead. Sorry. So Audra says to her, it's important she can do these. Yes, she's three. Just watch them. So mom, the first day, watched the video with Leah and mom was convinced she still didn't get it, right? So mom, second day, watched it again. Third day, mom watched it again reached out to Audra and said, you know what? I've watched it three days in a row. I don't think she's getting it, just so you know, right? But we did our part. Four days later, while Kaylee mom is driving their truck, Leah from the back seat says, I want to thank grandma and grandpa for my dress that they sent me for Christmas. <laughs> mom, she's <laughs> like, I cannot believe Yes. That that came out of that baby at three years old in the middle driving. She got so excited. She pulled over. She actually recorded her from the back seat and sent it to her, her mom and dad. Right. Yes. And so other than us being and she'll willingly admit to you, she would have never thought her daughter could comprehend it. She never would have asked that expectation. We because we've trained so many children, we know when they can do things and when they can't. And even though you may not feel they're ready, we challenge you to ask them to try. The worst case is they don't do yeah. it, right? If it's never introduced, yeah, <laughs> you know, then they have no shot of getting at yeah. it um, until it's been introduced. And but yeah. the best case is they learn it young. They develop those brand new neural pathways, and now they take that skill with them for the rest of their life. And to me, as a dad, that's what I worry about. I want to make sure all my children are ready for this world because it's a tough place, right? And and if if you come with the proper foundation, then you can handle things. If you don't, it's even that much harder. So so that's it. You know, that's that's what we were hoping to share with you. I love it. And I'm 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 very, very grateful that I got to talk to you guys because I I can hear, right? And listeners can hear through the ear, you know, through the ears your passion for this. And so uh, um we'll share the links in the show notes about the program. Um is there anything okay. else you want to leave uh, leave for our listeners here before we close? We'll yeah, there, we we have one more thing if you don't mind. 
Yes. One of the most important social skills for all of our children to, to develop is making friends. Okay. So we've designed a free guide that works great for any three to nine year old that is teaching you how to make friends. And so that link is very simple. It just make friends dot club, C-L-U-B. And you just put your name, I think, or maybe an email, and then you get the guide. And it's a download. It's packed it's, full of good stuff. And, yeah, and it's, it's, just, it's very step specific to help your children because a lot of kids are just introverted or shy and it's not, they're, they're not that outgoing, but we all need friends, right? Well, we, we always say there's four times in their life when they need to learn how to make friends and they need those skills. The first time is when they're entering kindergarten, first grade, those beginning life, when they go into elementary school, a lot of times that whole circle changes when they go to junior high. And then when they get to high school, and or college or a new job, right? So the the kids that they were, you had play dates with and all of that infrastructure that mom was help, able to create goes away when they go into middle school, when they go those different levels. So that's why we want these children to learn these valuable skills now so that you don't sit back and watch the pain. We had students where, where parents would bring them in and say, my child has no friends. Mm -hmm. It's the biggest pain in your heart you'll ever have. And, and it, it, to say it will break your heart, you know. And so we we want to avoid that. So please join in. We have teachers that say, hey, can we use this free guide with our class? Of course you can, right? We want you to share it with as many people as you can. So awesome. Yeah. No, I'm I downloaded it earlier today and we'll be checking it out for sure. <laughs> but one I think one that I took I took a uh, a, a quick glance at it. I think one of the one of the first things, and we, I am as an adult learn that later in life. But you've yes. got to ask people for their name, and like I feel like I've been yes. sort of repeating that to my son. I'm like, <laughs> oh, have, he's like, I do have friends, and I'm like, who are your friends? He's like, I don't yeah. know their names. I'm like, well, why not? Let's ask them. So yeah. I was like, wow, okay, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's just one last That's thing. Wonderful. But, um, <laughs> I think I had shared earlier that I worked with corporate uh, America, you know, Fortune 100, 500 companies teaching leadership to adults, uh, CEOs of companies, of well-known companies. And I was shocked um, because you think a lot of people know a lot. Of, they did. A lot of people didn't know how to make a friend mm -hmm. and they didn't know the ins and outs uh, and the, the nuances of introducing yourself and how that looks and being comfortable with it, I guess, more than anything else. Um, and, and that's a sad, we, we need friends. We need social connections. So. Oh, I agree. Right. I, yes. I can't agree with that more. Well, thank you so much for your time today. It's been very insightful and I've learned a lot and I'm excited to dive into your program and, uh, I'm sure our listeners as well. So thank, thank you so you. much. And uh, before we close, share where everyone can connect with you, social media, website. I know you mentioned a free gift. Um, yeah, so sure. the the free guide there is out and available for everyone, and then they can reach out to us at Bruce at Black Belt Bruce. That's our email um, or or dot com. Yes, um, or they can just go to Karen's Little Leaders dot com or Bruce at Black Belt Bruce. Well, it's oh right. So Black it's BlackBeltBruce.com. Belt Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so many places to find us, but that's all good. Yeah. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank and we'll you. we'll include the show uh, the links in the show notes too. So perfect. Thank you. Thank so you much. again for allowing us to come on your show. Yeah. We think what you do is incredible. Yeah. Learning those financial habits are everything. And so we, we really love what you do. So thank you again I, for allowing us to come on. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Disclaimer. The opinions expressed on this show are for general information only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individuals. To determine which investments or solutions may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial advisor, or tax professional for more specific advice. Hey there, Money Boss Parent, giving you a virtual high five because you just wrapped up another awesome episode of the Money Boss Parent Podcast. If you're craving more insights, hop over to moneybossparentpodcast.com. You'll find there detailed show notes from today's episode and even some sweet deals from our guests and partners. And if you're eager to connect with other super cool moms and dads who are just like you, who are navigating the world of money and parenting, come join our exclusive Facebook community for Money Boss Parents. The link is waiting for you at moneybossparentpodcast.com.